there is, of course, even some poetic license in that carol, isn't there? I don't think that two years after the birth of Christ he was still in the manger. But that's, uh, you know, you can't get it right all the time, can you? So let's pray together. Our God and our Father, we bow in your presence now in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And our Father, we recognise how wonderful and how amazing he is. We recognise our God and our Father that when he came into the world, our Father, there were a few who received him. But our God, the amazing thing was who it was who recognised who he was. And our God and our Father, we pray that as we worship him this morning, that your heart will be gladdened, our hearts will be blessed as we think of our wonderful Lord Jesus. We ask it in his name. Amen. Amen. So we'll read, please, the 12 verses in Scripture that speak directly about the Magi. So it's Matthew 2, verse number 1. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Christ was to be born. Note these words. Quite amazing. They knew. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written, but you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and make a careful search for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way. And the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, of incense, and of myrrh, and having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. God will bless this portion from his precious word. You know, these magi, and I think the strong evidence is that's what they were, they were wise men, and we are told that they came from the east to Jerusalem. And that 
Greek word that's used for magi in, in Matthew chapter 2. It's the only time it appears in the Gospels. It does appear twice in the book of Acts when speaking actually about a sorcerer, a man who was dabbling in the dark arts. And so it gives the idea that this was somebody who searched to find out the truth. The man in the book of Acts didn't find it. But these men certainly did. Have you noticed the quite astonishing things that they had discovered? They knew, note this, they knew that there was somebody who had been born who was king of the Jews. They knew that. Now we'll ask in a moment, where did they get that information? Secondly, they also knew that the star which had appeared, something created by God, that that was also a witness to the birth of the Lord Jesus. So, they knew there was evidence somewhere that the King of the Jews had been born. They also knew that that witness, which I will suggest to you is in Scripture, was confirmed by creation. Now that was interesting news, wasn't it? But notice something else which reappears in this passage again and again. And it is, it gave them a responsibility. Because they had come to worship him. So, they had evidence the Christ was born. That was witnessed to by creation. And they said, having discovered this information that God has given to us, we've got to do something about it. We need to worship him. Now, you know, we are living in a time of the year when a lot of things are said about the birth of Christ. Do you know? The world out there is generally recognising that something happened in Bethlehem. Yeah? Now, of course, we do know that we're living in a world where people don't want to call it Christmas anymore, but they want to call it the Winter Festival and all the rest of it. But actually, you talk to most people at the moment, there is a recognition that something happened when Christ came into the world. But for many of them, that's as far as they go. Something happened. And I challenged myself as I thought about this. <coughs> you know, does the amazing salvation that God has brought through his Son have the kind of effect on me that it should have? 
Or is the story of the coming of Christ something that, yes, I accept, but the implications on my life are not what they ought to be? And I think that's a challenge that we have to bring to ourselves this morning. You know, it's not just a lovely, fluffy story that we enjoy at Christmas. It is God revealing himself to humankind. And it is something that should lead us to worship him. And look at what these men did. We are told they travelled from the east to Jerusalem. Mm. That was no mean journey. You remember we read together that Herod in a secret conversation with the wise men determined when they had seen the star and he knew when it was then. So when it came to killing the children in Bethlehem, which is the next part of the story, he killed every child who was two years old and under, indicating pretty clearly, I think, to all of us <coughs> that these wise men these magi who had studied the word of God and had looked at the witness of creation had spent two years on their journey to find the Saviour. It's a big challenge, isn't it? Would we do the same? You know? The truth is that coming to worship Christ meant for these people they gave up four years of their lives. Two years there, two years back, yeah. And not only did they give up two years of their lives, they were prepared to bring to him what they believed that he required. Yes? A long journey. These men came from the east a long way away. So, we ask ourselves, what did these men know? Well, we're told one thing they knew very clearly. He was born king. That's interesting, isn't it? That's not normal, is it? You know, Charles was born to be king, wasn't he? He had to wait till he was 75 before he became king. But scripture says about your Lord and mine that these wise men knew he had been born to be king. You know, it's a strong indication that they understood something of his divinity. They understood that this 
helpless babe we sometimes sing about, although I'm not sure whether that's theologically correct. You know, this helpless babe came from heaven. And there's evidence in what the wise men said that they understood that the one who was born in Bethlehem was the king. They understood who he was. Now, you know, there are a number of occasions in the Old Testament where there is information given to us about wise men, kings, magi, bowing down. You know, we've got it in Psalm 72. May all kings bow down to him and all nations serve him. So there is evidence, and it's actually the last writing of King David, there's evidence in this writing of King David that he understood that there was a day coming when the king of all was going to come into this world. You know, what was happening in Matthew chapter 2 was astonishing. The Christ of God was here among men. And he was the king. That's great for us, isn't it? To know this morning that the one who came to Bethlehem was the king, is the king. These wise men recognised that. Beautiful, isn't it? Amazing. Psalm 68 tells us, because, your temple at, because of your temple at Jerusalem, kings will bring you gifts. So as we make our way through the Old Testament, there are a number of references hidden there which indicate that there's a king coming and people are going to come and worship him. You know... It's quite clear to me that the Magi not only understood the witness of the star. That's an interesting story, but we haven't got time to go into that one this morning. They not only understood the amazing evidence that the star brought, but their knowledge of Old Testament scripture was such that they understood the king had come. You know, they were clever fellows, weren't they? And you know, there are lots of people who, as clever people, want to know this, they want to know that, they want to know the next thing. They just want to get the knowledge. But you know, I repeat what I've already said. When they got the knowledge, it affected them. They didn't just want to find the Christ. They wanted to worship him. And you know, that's a challenge to us all, isn't it? 
worshipping the Lord Jesus Christ. We know a lot about him, don't we? Most of us have been brought up to understand him. Not all of us, but many of us have. We've got knowledge. But the challenge to me, as I read Matthew chapter 2, is do I worship and honour him as I should? We'll notice, won't we? When they saw the child with, his, with Mary, his mother, they bowed down and worshipped him. We need to recognise in the day when there is sometimes undue reverence given to Mary that the wise men knew it was Christ they had come to worship. You know, Mary was an amazing woman and unfortunately some of the amazing elements of her character have been lost because of false teaching about her relationship. And we often forget what an astonishing and amazing woman she was. But the wise men, the Magi, they focused on him. And notice what scripture says. They opened their treasures. You know? We often think, yes, they brought gold, they brought frankincense, they brought myrrh. Yes, they did. But it was their treasures. They were giving what was theirs to God. And that's what's required of us. That we give to God. <coughs> and their gift were based upon their appreciation. Gold, kingly, heavenly, frankincense, the sweetest smell that can come, and myrrh, that that speaks of death. They were amazing men, weren't they? They had gleaned from Scripture who Christ was, what his life looked like, and his death. It was an amazing experience. But you know, I love what's in verse 12. They were warned in a dream not to go back to Herod and they returned to their country by another route. I'll tell you why I like that. You know, often when we are together we have a great time and we appreciate how great God is, don't we? And then we go home. And the danger is that we lose the beauty of the communication that we've had with God when we are together so easy isn't it but the truth was they did not lose that communication they were ready to do exactly what God wanted them to do 
So as we think about the Magi this morning, may it stir us to worship him.